Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Standby, the podcast where we talk about movies, comics, and TV shows. I'm here with Griffin, I'm Cedric, and thanks for listening. Today, oh, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, um, so today, we're going to start with some Marvel trailers, because we got some cool Marvel trailers that came out today. Um, We have Werewolf by Night, and we also have Secret Invasion. Um... I guess we finally know what Nick Fury's been doing, which is great. This trailer looks really, really good. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, um, I really, really recommend uh, going to the YouTube channel and looking it up. Um, it's really, really good. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you have to say about it, Griffin? I'm, I'm pumped. I mean, I've always liked Nick Fury since the moment I first saw him, and mm-hmm. we never... Um, I mean, yes, in a way, he does take the spotlight, but this is, like, really, really his time to shine. But with him as, like, the the, the main character, the, the main focus of, of Secret Invasion. So oh, definitely, I'm, I'm definitely, hyped. Yeah. I'm 100% hyped. And then um, Maria Hill as well as... What is, what is that guy's name again? Um, Maria Hill is also in it as well. I love her character. Um, she's really great. And then we also have... Um, ooh... He was in Black Panther. He was in Black Panther, man. Um, wow. Um, Martin Freeman is his name, but I don't remember his name. Hold on. Give me one second here. Everett Ross. Okay, Ross. Yeah. Okay, he's in it as well as... We have another character in it as well. Um, who's the last person in it? Hold on. I guess I should have been more prepared for this. Uh, sorry, guys. We're, we're, we're still trying to get back in flow, which explains why this episode came out later than usual. Yeah, sorry about that, but hold on a sec. Give me one second. We're guys. trying. We're trying, and we're dying. All right, so we have everybody here. Um... Oh, Talos as well. Sorry, Talos. Okay, he's the last person. All right. Um, great lineup. I think this show is going to do really, really well. Hopefully, it's going to get more than a six or eight episode order. Maybe 13, maybe. That would be great. 13 or 18. Um, the same length as Born Again. Uh, rumored rumored to be the same length as Born Again, hopefully. Um, I hope. Because that would be really, really great. I It kind of sucks that uh, every show now is a six or nine episode format. Because they feel like mini movies instead of their own separate contained episodes. Which mm. I'm not really starting to like. Um, She-Hulk, though, has done a great job of having something new every single week, like, making it feel like every episode is more contained within itself than being a feature like the movie. So, for example, like, WandaVision, even though it was a great show, it felt more like a movie than, than a series. Um, same thing with Moon Knight. Um, it felt more like a movie than its own series because it was like the last, it was like Act 3, the, the final two episodes um, were the only two that were interesting, and then and then the first four were like building up. I don't really like that. Um, hopefully, with Daredevil: Born Again and Echo, and also Secret Invasion, we might see a change. Uh, Werewolf mm-hmm. by Night is going to be a special event, so I'm not sure if it's a series or is it just one. Is it just one um, event or is it a series? Mystery. You don't know. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Uh, let me... Oh, let were me you s- actually asking me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I, yeah. I, thought, I thought you were, like, asking the audience. I, I can't oh, tell. No, no, I can't no, no. see you. Oh, no. Okay, so... 
Um, it says it's a Marvel Studios um, special presentation, so I'm assuming it's just a one-off thing. But if it's a series, that would be really great as well. Um, I've recently been re-watching Daredevil um, just to get kind of used to his character again for, I think, next week's episode. He's going to come into She-Hulk, which I'm super excited about. And I saw the trailer uh, of them kind of like uh, doing their stuff together, you know. Um, it looks really great, so I'm super excited for that. Uh, Werewolf by Night, uh, again, it looks really, really great. I really like the black and white style. Um, and we'll see where it goes from there, because to me, it seems like um, they're going in like a different direction um, visually with this um, special presentation. So hopefully I like it. Hopefully it's not the same as everything else we've been seeing. Um, I know a lot of it. I know a lot of people have been saying that after Endgame, there's been a noticeable drop in quality, but it seems like they're starting to pick back up. Um, and um, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited to see where they go from here, as well as uh, uh, King Dynasty. It's going to be, I think that's going to be one of the best movies, um, hopefully. Um, no Way Home was amazing, so uh, I was kind of surprised to hear that people were saying that after Endgame, it took a noticeable dip in quality. Um I mean, I get it. There are a lot of new characters coming to light. And with that, uh, you have a lot more teams of people working. And also with that, um, the the studio heads like Kevin Feige uh, cannot be everywhere at once. So it's kind of hard to keep track of what what is coming in and out. For example, Thor Love and Thunder. I didn't like it that much. Um, sorry to say, but I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Uh, Griffin has a different opinion. Um, I do. But to me... I give it a 6.5 out of 10. Um, I really didn't like it, mostly because I felt as if every time there was something serious, it was undercut by a joke. And I understand that he is still grieving. He is still going through that process. And he's still trying to come to terms with everything that happened in the past five or six years. Um, so I can understand that. But at the same time, I felt like the, the movie was just... Not not a Thor movie to me. I don't know. Um, I don't... I don't know. I just... I didn't really like it um, that much. Uh, as I thought I would. You know? Um, I really thought that Thor Ragnarok was better. Definitely the best Thor movie. The third one is definitely the best one. Um, but yeah. Um, the shows have been taking a noticeable dip in quality. So hopefully Marvel's able to pick back up. And that's all I have to say about that. So yeah, Griffin. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. Um, I would like to discuss um, Thor, Love of Thunder, my opinions on it, but uh, if it's all the same to you, I want to save that for another episode where we can really do a deep dive on it. But for now, I um, want my thoughts on, um, what's it called, Werewolf by Night or Werewolves by Night? Werewolf by Night. Okay, yeah. Um, my thoughts on that is, um, I don't know really know much about it other than why I've seen the trailer. I've only seen it once. I probably should have watched it again for the podcast. But what the, the impression I get is that just, wow. Um Wow, because uh, uh, honestly, I don't think we've seen or really have seen enough of um, um, Marvel or at least an MCU movie in black and white, which um, in my opinion, that's a, that, that's a real breath of fresh air. I mean, of course, I'm not a stranger to black and white movies. I like to watch old stuff every now and then oh, me for too. Like a change of pace. But for, yeah. for this, I don't think they've really have, have they really done that before. Really do like well, whether it's a show or a movie like total like in total um I mean, granted, we did have WandaVision, but that, that didn't really last long. And for, for this, 
like really extend on that. Like this is the setting. This is the the mood. Um, like a black and white. Um, but you know, terrifying. And I guess part of that is because um, you know, you go back and see um old movies in black, old horror movies in black and white. But um, you know, they, they didn't really have much to work off of that. So some might call them, uh, you know, cheesy or corny, depending if there's like you know wearing a rubber shoot or if they're all just you know freaking out and it's obviously fake but with this you you have something black and white and mm. yet you can actually make it legitimately horrifying yeah in a way um it it feels like and i'm not saying like he's gonna appear in this but it almost gave me the impression of um moon knight when i first saw it like Wait, um, why why uh just like the real intensity like the gruesomeness and like um i mean yes we we get that from other characters like 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 daredevil among others but i don't think we've really seen really legitimate gruesome scary tense moments with like monsters and fantasy sure like we have like you know the avengers you know beating up aliens and fighting back but with this i just get like a real <sighs> sort of thing and you know, um, with with Moon Knight, or at least Mark Spectrum Moon Knight, he doesn't really hold back when he, you know, punches a jackal so hard that it can never get back up again. You got to admit. Yeah. I mean, when when we first saw that, and at the end of episode one, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be awesome, and that's that's somewhat the impression that I'm getting from Werewolves at Night so far. Werewolf by Night, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, you know, I have to watch the trailer again, but from what I saw, um, I liked it. You know, um, absolutely. It seemed like a like a classic horror, you know. Um, but like it's actual like um, I guess like worlds colliding, I guess, or well balanced because like you can actually really make it terrifying and horrifying. I'm yeah. not saying like old horror movies aren't scary, but um, you know, the, the, there's like very limited to what you can do in those times. Whether it's you know the supply of fake blood or if you're allowed to use fake blood at all, because you know in those times I don't think people were really entirely comfortable with that until we get like. Um, mass, masterful, G, the master of suspense himself, Alfred Hitchcock, who's one of my personal favorite directors, mm -hmm. honestly. Mm -hmm. I haven't, uh, I gotta be honest here, uh, even though, yeah, I am a film student, I do watch a lot, um, a lot of movies, I have not seen a single Hitchcock movie yet. Oh, we need to have a long discussion about that. Yeah, uh, definitely, uh, I'm gonna check them out, uh, I'm gonna check Hitchcock out, and definitely we'll talk about he all of his movies in a future episode. And we'll just spend that whole episode just talking about it, you know? Well, he has a lot, so um, yeah. I don't know if we can talk about all of his movies. But I will say this. Based on what I have seen, I'd say he's one of my top five favorite directors of all time. Okay. okay. I love him. I have to absolutely respect Top five. Wow. Top five. Wow. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Before we get off topic, um, okay, move, moving on from um, Werewolves at Night, I want to give my thoughts on She-Hulk. Okay. Again, this is um, this. <clears throat> sorry. So so far, we are ab about halfway through the series at the time of this recording. We haven't finished it all, so um, you know, not, not everyone. My my thoughts are these thoughts are not going to be indefinite. <clears throat> Excuse me, can't talk today. Um, and that's anything new. But um, so far, it's um. You said that you like that it's like trying to balance out like the the drama and comedy and try to keep things episodic um and how you said like um other series feel more like um you know really extended movies yeah. than a tv show yeah. um honestly that that that's what i that's the impression i get with she-hulk and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with what that what do you mean by that 
I, I feel like um, episodes you've been seeing so far, it's just like, um, you know, gradually and gradually really building up to something. But, you know, we haven't really quite quite gotten there yet. But mm-hmm. again, like maybe there is, you know, something like leading up to that. And that's hard because, you know, in a TV, you know, you got to like have somewhat of an episodic format. But um, I don't know. I, I don't feel like we really, you know, maybe yeah. we just haven't gotten there yet. But and I'm not saying I'm going to quit the show. You know, I need my Matt Murdock. Daredevil yeah. more than we all need Matt Murdock. We all need Absolutely. Matt Murdock. We all Absolutely. need Matt Murdock. But, um, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm like a little bit in between with it right now. If anything, although you know, it, it does have it has have its moments. Like when when we see Wong, Wong coming back, mm-hmm. that, that 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 felt very um, gratifying. Oh, and another thing that I'm really, or again, I should take the me and you and everyone who's listening about this or has read like the many like articles you're now seeing online is about that little tease to a certain character we may or may not see in the MCU. You know what I'm talking about, Cedric? No. Mephesto. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Again, okay. again okay. guys, take this with a grain of salt. Nothing has been confirmed. But you got to admit, when the girl said, hey, I went to this dimension, I saw like a goblin and all these really freaky things. Oh, and by the way, I came across a devil named Jake and I made a deal with him. And it was in the demon world. Again, I, I need to watch the episode again. But in the latest episode, which is episode four, if I'm not mistaken, there has been a slight tease to Mephesto. Not confirming it. Nothing has been said just yet. But maybe, maybe this can finally be his time. So uh, I'm getting a comic book subscription to, I think it's Marvel Universe. It's called Marvel Universe, right? I think. Hold on. I was supposed, uh, hold on. Give me one second. All right. Well, while you're looking that up, yeah, um, I, I just right personally I just wanted to get that off my chest. I, I really doubt that he's going to appear any point in time in She-Hulk, but I feel like, um, you know, we he's been teased for a really long time. There's just been, and I'm not just saying it's because like we want Mephesto or like whatever people online have been saying. I don't know. I'm out of the loop, but um, you know, at this point, I'm, I'm at least aware about like how people are hyped about Mephesto and how he has a huge huge impact on the, the Marvel universe, not just the MCU, but Marvel comics in general. So, um, Marvel, yeah, based on what little I know, mm-hmm. I'd say I'm, I'm just like very interested if that really is him at the very yeah. least. What say uh, you? No. Yeah. Um, I would be too. Um, I don't know much about his character. Um, I do have to, uh, uh, um, I do have to brush up on my comics a little bit. Uh, uh, I am gonna get back into reading them pretty soon here, so uh, I'll, I can learn more about his character because I'm not um, I don't really know him as a character that much. Um, I know I know his relation to um, Wanda Maximoff and and all that other stuff, but um, I don't really know him like as a character. Like I don't know him him. So um, yeah, um, I am excited to see him. I don't really know like what he does yeah um i don't know if he's coming i don't really know what he does other than um other than uh his story and how it relates to wanda but i'm excited to see him you know in that case um maybe maybe this is like a a good time for me to like um really and um enlighten you or or anyone that doesn't know who mefesto is um to put it uh bluntly and keeping it short he's pretty much marvel's equivalent to the devil so um that is true yeah that yeah 
So like say say for example and again i'm not saying this is like in the movies and i only just brushed up on my research so again i don't know how legitimate this is to all comics or movies or tv shows take it with a grain of salt but if if i'm not mistaken i i think i read somewhere that in a way he's responsible for tempting both norman osborne and harry osborne to becoming the green goblin That's and not only and not only that but um he somehow interfered with um, uh, Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson getting married. Oh, yeah, so, that is true. That is true. Um, that's a Spider-Man One More Day storyline. Um, I haven't read it, but I've heard about it, and I've watched a few videos on it. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really good story. Um, and I'm definitely going to read it soon and I'll come back to the episode, I'll, I'll come back to the podcast. We'll definitely have an episode about it. It's a really good story. And yeah, um, I hope that you enjoy it, Griffin, when we talk about it and I hope oh, that our cool. audience enjoys it too. It's going to be right. I, I, I really think that I would. Um, but let, let me, let me think for a minute. What else? Uh, oh, um, other than like outside of Spider-Man, I think him and the silver surfer are like natural enemies because like. What? Who? The Silver Surfer. Oh, okay. Okay. So, oh, I, that, that being said, maybe he could appear like after we see the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Because, um, you know, no. if I'm not mistaken, in the source material, the Silver Surfer meets the Fantastic Four first. And, um, you know, seeing like how that could expand, maybe he could be, appears again. You know, Mephesto is like really drawn to him because he has like... I don't know, um, power, celestial or cosmic power, you know, that's what draws him because he wants that power or his soul for himself. Because again, he's like, how do I say this? He's not so much, you know, like the, the, um, traditional sense of the devil or Satan or Lucifer or however, like whatever form he takes in, but more he is, but more on like a cosmic primordial level. Mm -hmm. I think even, I think even, Sorry, again, I uh, can't talk much. I apologize for that. need to get back in the flow of this. I just want to say another interesting little um, more about him is that he's evil because um, whoever created him d- didn't choose him to be good. And I think there was something else about how, like, his, his influence into how people, like, do bad things goes much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. So, so it, again, it, it will be really interesting to have something like that finally come into the MCU and have a lot like explained because how 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 can you beat someone like that someone who's like you know um number one thing is to really get get inside our minds and really doubt ourselves mm. i mean yeah we already have our own self-doubt but for someone to like really control that really bring us down how do you fight that yeah okay yeah no I'm way off topic there um going back to she hulk as a show i am really really excited to see um, if how 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 they're how they're going to play out um, uh, Daredevil or Matt Murdock, if you will. So I, I don't know if he's going to come in the next episode, but when I saw that trailer, I'm like, yeah. no way. Yeah, um, it was good. Um, now there is a theory going around that um, that Daredevil and She-Hulk possibly share an intimate relationship in the show. What do you think about that? Um, 
I don't know. Uh, I guess it depends like on how well they know each other to begin with. And I, I don't mean just like, um, you know, in terms of comics, but like, uh, uh, Matt, Matt isn't really the type to like, you know, immediately spring into a relationship. He's more of like a slow and steady kind of person, right? Uh, I, I'd say so. That being um, said, we haven't really seen a lot of his, um, um, relationship dynamics in, in the Daredevil show. I mean, yeah, there's Elektra and there's also Karen, but, um, I don't really know how he would interact because again, um, they are going to, uh, be like exploring the lighter version of this character. Um, whatever that means, I'm not really sure yet, uh, cause we have yet to see his character, but, um, yeah, uh, I'm not really sure how he would react because they did say that they would be exploring a different version of him, and so I'm excited to see where that goes. I'm very excited to Likewise. see where that goes. Likewise. Um, that being said, like, will him and She-Hulk be in a relationship? I guess it depends if, like, you know, they already knew each other or if, like, they, they just met because I don't know about you, but if the impression I got from the trailer is, like, um, you know, they... Actually, you know what? I shouldn't say anything. I need to, I need to see it again. This this is what happens when you don't prepare well, guys. Um, <laughs> well, I prepared. <laughs> so the impression okay. that I got from the trailer is that I think that that they somewhat know of each other, but they haven't met before before uh, their first time, which would be um, in the next episode, which would be on Wednesday, which is coming in a few days. Um, this is a Saturday. What? Really think it'll be the next episode? I think so. I mean, they can't. I don't really know if hit, if saving him for the last two because um, how many episodes are we getting again? Six, right? We're getting six, right? I think nine. You think not really nine? Wow. Okay, that's I thought it was six. nine. That's that's why I said we're like about halfway. Oh, okay, okay, all right, okay. So maybe they might save him for future episodes. Um. I know he's probably not supposed to be a big part of the show. Kind of like Wong. Like, Wong is a recurring character. Um, now, I don't know if Daredevil is also going to be like that. But uh, I'm hoping. That would be really great. Um, I know well, that every... Trying... What? Sorry, sorry. I was just going to say, like, they are trying to, like, um, change things up a little bit. Yeah. Like, at this point. So, who, who knows? Maybe he'll get, like, his own episode at this point. His own episode is a... I, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. But I... I definitely think that... Oh, I mean... I guess Wong technically did get his own episode, right? Uh, more or less. More or less, yeah, okay, more or less. Okay, um, maybe it would be something like that, because, um... Um, Daredevil and She-Hulk are both lawyers in their, um... In their day-to-day. -day. They are both lawyers. So maybe we might see something having to do with that. Maybe it might have something to do with Fisk. Maybe. Maybe Punisher, who knows. That would be really cool. Um, that would um, be a huge surprise, wouldn't it? That would be a really big surprise, you know. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing their dynamics as a team. And I'm really glad that Daredevil is finally coming back into the MCU. And, speaking of Daredevil, I saw the Spider-Man, um... I saw Spider-Man No Way Home, the more fun stuff version. I only saw half of it because I had to leave early, unfortunately. I did fall asleep in a movie theater. It was 1 o'clock in the morning, so don't blame me. But... Um, I saw half of it, and we do get more scenes with Daredevil in, in the more fun stuff version. So that's really cool. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's one or two more scenes, because again, I did I did have to go. 
um, halfway through throughout the movie, and it's not because it was boring. I was just really exhausted that day. Um, One a.m. though. What for movie theater, man? Yeah, I was I was exhausted. Um, it was the last showing of the day, and it was also cinema day, so everything was three dollars a ticket. So I was like, you know what, screw it, I'm just gonna do it. But I ended up falling asleep because I wasn't well prepared. Um, it was a last minute idea, so technically that is my fault. But yeah, um, I'm really glad that Daredevil is making his way back into the MCU. Hopefully, Deborah Ann Wall, um, the actor who plays Karen Page. We'll come back as well. Hopefully the actor was Foggy Nelson. We'll come back. Um, Vincent uh, DeFranto? Dude, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. DeFrano? DeFrano, yeah. Uh, is making a comeback. So great. So great. Um, I really liked him in Hawkeye. Um, his storyline was a little bit interesting. Um, hopefully um, we see more of him in Echo. And actually, D23 is today. And it was also yesterday. And it's also tomorrow. So, we saw them on stage talking about Echo, actually, so it's confirmed that they will be an Echo. Wow. Interesting, which is so great, and then we get his right. own, and then he gets his own series, and I'm just loving, loving, loving his return. Um, I don't know if you guys can tell, but Daredevil is my favorite character, hands down, in the MCU. Favorite character. Wow. Um, the show was amazing. Him, him juggling with his um, religion and struggles to find his identity and a footing in in Hell's Kitchen when you have all these other cool superheroes. It's just a really great dynamic and it works so well and the three lead characters of Daredevil just do such a good job and hands down, Kingpin is the best Marvel villain, honestly. Um, wow. Every single episode, he just crushes it, kills it, like shoots it out of the park. And I'm just so excited to see where these characters go from here. Super excited. Yeah, I'm 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 in the same league as you. I mean, honestly, I'm diehard Spider-Man all the way. But yeah, it's with for the character like Daredevil or like the way that the MCU or Netflix, technically I should say Netflix and MCU have been handling Daredevil, is that um there's there's never really been like a time to show a character like as complex or like as um you know, questioning their morals. Let alone have like a disability, per se. Mm -hmm. um, so that being said, um, and, and the same goes for like um, Fisk, like and not some maybe not so much a disability thing, but more like in light of him and Matt have in common is that um, what they do isn't entirely right, but they're not wrong either. Know what I mean? Yeah, that's interesting. And, you know, um, um, it's the same could be said for um, uh, Dex or um, uh, Bullseye, I should say. I mean, yeah, I was pissed that he um, took his costume and gave Daredevil a bad name. But, I mean, come on. you, you, you Can you really blame him for the way he is? Oh, yeah. Dex is such a good character. Um, Absolutely. Such a good character. Um, when he was talking to Julie and he was, like, breaking character. And then he, he kind of just spilled the fact that he's been, like, stalking her. You know, mm. that and was then, really interesting. Um, obviously, uh, he's a creep. Obviously, he's a creep for doing that, obviously. But he's just a really complex character. And I really, really like to see um, if they continue his storyline. That would be cool. Again, um, I hope that he loses, obviously. Like, I'm not rooting for him to win because he is a creep. And he does try to kill Karen and a lot of other people. 
And so um, I'm not rooting for him to win, but I'm excited to see where his character goes from here. Exactly. Um, and like, like I said, or like I said before, um, I mean, he, he's a, he's a, uh, Dex is a little off the rails compared to um, Kingpin and Daredevil, but I almost feel like he's somewhat in the same league as him because I, I feel like in a way that he's, I'm not saying they're exactly the same, but in a way, I feel like there are some parallels between him and Barry Berkman. Really? Wow. Oh, you don't, I see that. I can see that. I mean, again, I'm not saying they're exactly the same, but in a way, like, but be honest with me, yeah, Dex does some shitty things, but in a way, I feel like he, he was manipulated. And again, he, he it's not like he really has the best moral comp- compass. He, he just doesn't really understand. He never really had, like, that much of a role model. I mean, except for the therapist, but uh, that, that, that had really, like, really go so, that can only really go so far. He never really had anyone to tell him the right from the wrong. And I, I feel like we wouldn't even see much of Barry's past, but I, I feel like it, he's some, he could be someone in the same boat. And when you have someone like um, Fisk or um, Fuchs telling them, oh, no, it's, it's, it's all right. I tell you what, you, you got like all this pent up energy to kill people. Well, you, you might as well do it, you know, put that energy to good use, you know, because, again, I'm not I'm not as I don't want um, Dex to win. But can I really say that when I don't want Barry to lose? Wow. Right? Wow. I really don't want Barry to lose either. Um, we, we, we are definitely going to make an episode about um, oh, season yeah. three of Barry. We oh, are definitely yeah. going to do that, you guys. We're going we're gonna to do a huge deep dive into that. Um, but yeah, wow. That's a really good comparison, man. Wow. Um, honestly, I don't really want Barry to lose either. Yeah, I mean, he, he can be a shitty person at times. But you see that he is trying to at least make things good um right. with um with Sally even though Sally can be a little bit of a pushover sometimes uh she is a good character she's a good character now she is I think wow. she's meant to be I think she's meant to be um everything that you hate basically that's what I think now um but again she is a pushover but she can be a good character at times and I really like how um when she was freaking out at, um, was that um, the assistant that she was freaking out at? I think or, so. Um, that was a really great scene. Um, you know, it's just all of her pent up emotion and she's trying to do good. She's trying to get her big break and then someone else just takes it from her. I understand, I understand that it's not her place to be mad at that person, but I could understand how that would bring somebody to start freaking out. You know, absolutely. Like when, when you feel like a victim or like you feel like a victim when you've been turned into a victim, like um, like in a second or, or if you feel like a victim for so long, you've realized you just like you're not going to take it. And, you know, you kind of take it out on someone else without realizing it. Now, now that being said, she is still a shitty person for freaking out on her for no reason. Um, well, uh, yeah, dude, she didn't really deserve it. I mean, she didn't. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying she, she didn't deserve really it, deserve it. again. Is it really that surprising? It's not really that surprising when it's not, you know, but like, it's not. She feels like she's what's screwed over, and like nothing. And besides, her show was canceled. Yeah, and and I get it. I mean, it's not her fault for like freaking out. And I understand again, like I said, I understand that she has all this pent up emotion. But her freaking out, her freaking out, and then and then when her when her agent came to her house and she doubled down on it. 
I don't know. I don't know if those actions are justifiable, right? Because like again, like like I understand her freaking out, but then her doubling down on it and then making a bullshit apology. Uh, come on, that, that that wasn't really justifiable. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't really agree with some of her actions. I mean, again, she is a good character, but I don't agree with some of her actions. Um, she can be kind of narcissistic. I feel like she can be narcissistic at times, just like Barry. Barry and her have some traits of narcissism in them, you know? Uh, I feel like with Sally, it's a little bit more um, uh, noticeable, you know? It's a little bit more dominant with Sally than it is with Barry, but they definitely both have it. Because cause there's no way that you can be killing people and then convincing yourself that you're not doing a bad thing, you know? Well, I, I mean, he, he um, yeah, convincing yourself, um, it's not really that difficult to convince yourself when, you know, other people or someone, because you got to admit, Fuse is pretty good at doing that to Barry. Oh, like, yeah, oh, oh, he's, he's great, yeah. There's nothing wrong with doing that, that there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, um, now... Going back to going back to the Daredevil topic, and you said Bullseye and how and how you don't want him to win, but you want Barry to win. Amazing comparison, by the way. That was that was spot on. That was really good. Thank you. Um, now talking about Daredevil, um, I really think he should get his own episode. I mean, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt. I, I want to get something real quick off my chest, oh, real quick. One of the reasons, or or one of that, I'm just gonna say all the reasons why I think he should he he will get his own episode. That be that's because um, I'm really hoping that we're gonna see like this trend in TV where like you know um, we're, we're we're used to like this um, one per one or like a couple of perspectives, but then we get like um, different completely different perspective from someone else. Like mm. say for example, do you remember the first time we saw Theo in Only Murders in the Building? Yeah. Oh, that was amazing! Wow, that was such a good episode. I honestly think he has the best episodes. That yeah. like I don't know. Um, I'm not just saying like it's not just him being deaf and disabled, but you know he's trying to really like you know figure things out. He's having like such a hard time trying to figure out the right from the wrong, where like you know um, did did he didn't really push someone off the roof, but you know he's gonna get blamed for that, and he's he's not gonna survive jail, man. If if you're deaf, could you imagine anyone surviving jail with with, with something like that? Um, I can, I can imagine that. Um. Now, do I think oh, yeah. that Theo is the particular character to survive jail, even even with his disability? No, I don't think that Theo would survive jail. I do think that a right. I do think that a blind or deaf person could. I just don't think Theo can. I don't think he's built for that. I don't. Right, think right. That's that that that's what I meant. That that's what I meant to say. My bad. Um, but another reason is um, that I think that I'm hopefully not going to get too off topic constantly, but. <clears throat> Another reason why I think Matt should get his own episode is because um, so far we've, we've only seen um, Jen's perspective. You know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I feel like um, some, the big appeal for like certain um, Marvel Disney Plus original shows is that we have like, um, like different perspectives at this different perspectives going on. And so far, we've really only focused on her. Again, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I just feel like I, you could do a little more from that, you know, see things from, um, you know, Tatiana's point of view. Or, heck, well, maybe we'll get an episode, like, featuring her. But, you know, at this point, it, it almost feels a little bit one-sided. Do, do you know what I mean? 
I understand that. Um, Again, I'm not saying that's ruining the show or anything like that. I just feel like, you know, I'm so used to like seeing like from from both sides that I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just still still adjusting to all of that. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can understand where you're coming from with that, but um, we don't really see too many shows that actually delve into other perspectives. You know, Um, the only thing that. Um, the other shows that I think of is probably like Euphoria. Um, it does a good job of delving into other, other people's lives. That, that is good. Uh, it's, it's a really good show. Um, what other shows delve into other people's perspectives? Um, I'm full for one thing. Like I was saying, I feel like other Marvel Disney plus originals have done that. I mean, really? in a way, like yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they don't, they don't do like a real deep dive into them, but you see like what they're going through um, that those shows being um, Falcon and Winter Soldier uh-huh. and, yeah. and Loki. Okay. And um, you know, you know what I just realized what? Um, that there, I feel like um, what She-Hulk is trying to do is what um, WandaVision did, but differently. What do you mean by uh, that? What, what I mean is like um, WandaVision sort of had like, um, you know, minimal like perspective. I mean, yes, like Vision had his own thing, but, you know, Wanda was sort of the one pulling the strings. And it was like, um, you know how it like sort of took like a um, black and white sitcom perspective. And it kept going like that for a few episodes until you see outside of the town. And then like we see um, like uh, multiple perspectives, mm-hmm. like um, like Agatha and... Um, Shoot, who's 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 that woman who was like who got um, tried to defend Wanda, but you know the guy said no fire. She she got like powers. Did you know who I'm talking about? No. Okay. Um. So. Oh, you're. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I do. Um. Oh, she's played by. T- oh, and she's she, um, Hold on, she's played by Tana Paris. Hold on yeah. a second. Just so the audience know, I'm talking about um the woman who got superpowers, and part of her powers meant like um. T- um, protecting her kids from taking a bullet when Haywood tried to try to shoot at them. I'm sorry, what? I, I was I was just trying to let people know that the character I'm talking about is the one that um, jumped between Haywood and Wanda's kids from um, take getting a bullet, and when the bullets go through her, they like you know slow down and go to the ground. Oh, you're talking about um yeah 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 you're talking about uh oh dude why. Why am I forgetting her name, dude? I feel you're, you're, you're not the only one, but embarrassed. The, the Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. Is that who you're talking about? That might be her. That might be her. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're still out of it, but like the the point still stands. There have been like um you know multiple perspectives thus far in mm-hmm. like other Marvel shows. At least that's how I feel, and um you know that that might change in She Hulk, but I feel like it could do better if it had like you know one other like um perspective you know j- just to mix it up a little to make sure that you know it's not just all about her uh, otherwise it'll feel like you know that the show she hulk is like the whole point is to just introduce she hulk which is nothing wrong with that but i feel like there's a little more you can add to that yeah yeah i get but it again, it's, it's still a pretty good show so far we're, again we're only halfway and my thoughts on it are not definite we gotta see the ending i gotta have my daredevil and we so gotta, do you. We so gotta have we Daredevil. We gotta so have Daredevil. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely gonna stick with it and see where it goes. Yeah. Um now going off topic a bit, because we are a little bit behind schedule to talk about this topic. Actually, I think this is the final topic of the episode. Rick and Morty. 
Yes. You know what? Um, this is probably a good point. This would probably be a good segue from uh, talking about like um, multiple um, female from like female protagonists and like their struggles. And um, one thing that I want to like to get the ball rolling on is um, uh, Space Beth and um, Earth Beth. Well, we'll call her and like how they were. Did you remember how like they were like arguing a little bit? Yeah. Uh, I have to rewatch the episode, but um, there are little glimpses here and there of of different important parts of the episode. Um, yeah, like, like I was saying, it just shows like um, her different halves of her, and like, and yes, like one of them is a clone. Does, does that really matter at this point? But it just goes to show that um, you know one is um, you know used to like the you know dangerous space life, another one is behind, or put a reverse on it. One of them like maybe misses their life on Earth. And the other is like trying so hard to like catch up to her. Mm-hmm. It just like goes to show like um, I don't know. I feel like that's an interesting concept to have, where like you're technically fighting yourself, but in a more literal sense, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then you've got someone like uh, Summer to really help break the ice down. You know, I could hear you, right? <laughs> um, that being said, um, it what if like that turns out to foreshadow something you see between um. Uh, Rick, uh, I mean Rick C one thirty seven, and um, I, I think he's called Prime Rick. Rick Prime is his name. Rick uh, Prime. That's yeah. Prime. Um, that would be interesting. Um, that would be really interesting. But right? I'm not really sure how. Um, I'm not really sure how that would play out. Uh, mostly because Rick and Morty, um, to me, at least. It's a very sporadic show with, with things randomly happening here and there, you know. Um, there are build-ups, obviously. But a lot of times, a lot of the things just happen randomly, you know. Um, I think, at least. I think, at least. But um, I'm not really sure where that could go. Now, with Space Beth and Earth Beth, I'm really loving their dynamic together so far. And I'm excited to see where that goes. Likewise. Um, what was I going to say? Um, shoot, I had some of this. Uh, oh, so um, Rick, C-137 Rick has finally found Rick Prime. That being said, um, but Morty, like, gives Chase to help, try and help him out. Like, no, I'm helping you. Morty, what are you doing? No, I'm not leaving without you. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying it line for line here. I'm just like, you know, um, I'm spip on it. I need to rewatch the episode. Mm-hmm. Um but that, what I'm trying to get at is um, when Morty says, you're my grandpa, you're the one who stuck around. I don't give a shit about him. Again, I'm not going anywhere without you. Mm-hmm. And if, um, going back to the episode before that, that the season five finale, where um, you know, Morty could have gone with evil Morty, although it turned out that turned, that, that turned out to be a lie. He, he stuck a, in the end, he stuck, a, he stuck around to help um, his Rick, quote unquote, um, even though it's not originally his Rick, and that Rick doesn't really have a Morty himself. That being said, um, do you think like um, Morty's like sentimental thing, sentimentality to C one thirty seven Rick is like um, justified, or do you think it's just you know him being Morty and him being dumb and all that? Like, um, or I, I could name like a couple moments that would justify like their dynamic together. But what, what say you, in your opinion? I think Morty, uh, well, I mean, I think specifically the C-137 versions of Rick and Morty, more, um, 
more or less understand each other. You know, I think that Morty understands that Rick is going through a lot and he does have this dread and this sense of like failure uh, to himself because he wasn't able to save his wife, you know? And so I think that Morty understands that and, and, and his um, sentimentality is what's keeping him there. You know, Um, I don't think that it's him being dumb. I think that it's him understanding that Rick needs someone like that. Rick still needs, still needs to um, have someone in his life that understands him. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's that's definitely a really good point to make. And um, if, if you ask me, I feel like um, C-137 Rick is really softening up a, a little bit. Or like, you think so? Uh, like, gradually. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, like, he's softened up entirely. He's still going to be, like, the nihilistic, badass um, old man that we know and love and occasionally drunk. But, um, you know, there, there are, like, plenty of moments with, you know, um, you, it's it's per, it's been pointed out multiple times that, Rick can leave anytime he wants. He can go to a different like dimension, then like start over with a different Morty. If like that Morty's like um, you know annoying him, and even though like they have done that like once or twice, he he stuck around with he kept Morty around when he just could have gotten another one, but he didn't do that. At least so we know. But mm. <clears throat> sorry, we know he didn't do that for whatever reason in um the season three finale because he he pointed out morty let's go no rick i'm staying here what nick what are you why would i stick around here morty when i just messed everything up and got the president pissed off at me Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying yeah but in the end rick really did stay like and you know decided to deal with more of the bullshit i guess and exactly and and uh going back to what i said about about Rick's um, sense of failure and his existential dread and everything else culminating that makes him him. Now, going back to the episode, the old man in the seat, um, he needed, he needed, um, what was his name again? Um, the Steve? guy that like stole his toilet. What was his name Was it again? Steve? I don't think so. Hold on. I don't think so. Hold on. I don't think so. Hold on. I think I can get it in here now. Okay, Tony. All right, so oh, t- Tony, yeah. Bad. So now, going back to what Tony said, now, um, Rick does need somebody, and I think that's the whole entire point. Like, Rick needs somebody, and he knows that the only person that's going to be there for him is C-137 Morty. He knows that. And so he's hmm. never going to leave him as a consequence of him, like, um, he feels like a failure because he wasn't able to save his wife. And, and he's been looking for this Rick. He's been looking for Rick Prime the whole time. And he finally got him, you know? True. And so I just don't feel, I don't feel that Rick is ever going to leave this Morty because of that. Well, technically he did that one time. Yeah, he did, but um, I mean, he didn't. Granted, he didn't go to another dimension with a different Morty. Yeah, but um, yeah, he did leave with the two crows. Yeah, yeah, but again, yeah. like as I'm saying, uh, Rick just needs someone else, and he can't. Um, he's codependent on other people, and he needs he needs his family, you know. And so I think that's also why um, he was so um, he was so upset 
when Beth wanted to leave him, when Beth and the family wanted to leave him because they thought that he was um, not a good person. Uh, hmm. When, um, well, I mean, he, not he Beth and his family. About the clone thing. Yeah, uh, but not only that, but also um, when they went to the tiny planet and Jerry and and Jerry got upset that Beth wanted to stay with Rick. And, and Rick felt like he was being a burden on other people. And so he turned himself in. And I think that's because he just wants someone to love him, you know? And I don't think, I don't think that there's ever a possibility that he could ever be on his own. I don't, I, I just, I just, I don't think so. I don't see that happening in my mind. And so, I don't know. I think he really needs this Morty. This this particular Morty, because this particular Morty knows what he's been through. They've been through all these adventures together. So in his mind, it's like, why would I leave this Morty to go find another one and have to restart my whole entire life with over again, you know, for the third time? Yeah, you know? I mean, in, in his point of view, he's probably saying, yeah, start over. No big deal. But yeah, he is like, like I was saying before, he is like somewhat softening up to like, um, you know, having like somewhat of a, you know, legitimate connection, especially since at this point, he, um, he and bird person currently are, you know, not really on the best terms mm-hmm. here to after. And we haven't really seen Squancy squanching around much at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. So, sorry, sorry. I was just going to oh, point out right. that, um, you know, Morty has put up with a lot and yet he him has. sticking and not, 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 <clears throat> especially given that, you know, he did leave, he did leave Morty for the crows. Rick, Rick left Morty for the crows. And, you know, he had that revelation about how, you know, the Citadel of Ricks came to be just like this whole systematic thing. And you're like, Morty is just like, you know, a thing for him, not really, you know, anything legitimately important, at least that was, but I mean, you can tell yourself that like the real fucked up thing when Morty like goes through like um, but what evil Morty like tapped evil that evil Morty tapped C-137 Morty with that uh, thing with Rick's memory. And he saw like how the Citadel came to be or like Morty's kept getting made and just like, you know, like basically as slavery, I guess, you know, you can tell yourself that. But when you go back to certain slavery episodes, with extra steps. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then when you here. when you really go back and see that um the Rick is Rick, there wouldn't really be the Rick is Rick without the Mortius Morty. That's that's another like really good moment here that oh, yeah. you don't really see enough of. But at this point, um, you know, I don't think like they're really gonna go back, go they're really gonna change much other than I mean, yes, they're gonna acknowledge stuff happened and all that, but if they did and but you know, completely changed, you know, it would kind of like ruin the whole dynamic and like somewhat episodic approach at this point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess it's just like um that that's what I love about Rick and Morty. Like as a show, it really, you know, you know, balances itself out between episodic, serialized, changed but not changed completely. It's like mm-hmm. definitely building up to something. Definitely building yeah, up to too. something. And and honestly, I think that's I think that's the same with most shows. You know, on most shows they all have they all have separate stories, right? So every single episode, there's an A and a B story in every episode of basically every show that you could ever think of. Every episode is an A and a B story. Um, now and sometimes a C story. So yeah, sometimes a C story, but now there's an overarching story. There's an overarching story going on within um, within that condensed story. Well, not within, but you know what I mean. 
Like outside yeah, yeah. of that, Some, something like, is going outside on, of like... that condensed story, there is an overarching story. And so now that's the same thing you see with Rick and Morty. That's also the same thing. Um, that's also the same thing that you see with She-Hulk. Same thing that you see with One Division. All of these other shows. Um, there, there's an overarching story now. Whatever that overarching story may be, we have yet to realize. Obviously, because it's only been one episode. But I'm really excited to see what it is. Um, usually, uh, usually um, the overarching story doesn't really get revealed in Rick and Morty. After like, it takes at least um, a few episodes. It takes at least a few episodes for us to really grasp what the overarching themes of the season are. Uh, are, but. Hmm. I think that this season will be probably one of the best ones. I, I'm uh, I'm hoping for it. I'm hoping Absolutely. that this season I mean, will be one of the best In ones. my case, I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt it. I just want to chime in here and say I'm probably in denial going to say, yeah, this season is going to rock. Not, not only because um, Justin Roiland gave us the okay on it, but that, that trailer that I saw with uh, featuring Paranoid by Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. I am all in. I am 100% now, all in. If you pick that good of a song, how, how, how can I say no to that? I mean, come on. When the creator of a show says that the show is good, though, do you believe them or do you just think that, oh, they're just saying that just because? Um, you know, I, I think it really depends on them um, because like this, this, this <clears throat> where um, Justin Rowland said that um, season six is that, that that's the current season is going to be amazing. He did point out that season five wasn't really that great. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I don't know him personally, but he really seems like the kind of guy, uh, both him and Dan Harmon, who wouldn't, you know, try to sugarcoat and sugarcoat much, you, you know, just so? like really be um, straightforward. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying that's true, that, that, that that's to me the impression that I'm getting from that, mm-hmm. that they wouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. try to say, um, yeah, this, this show is going to be the best. It's going to be so awesome because they yeah. really do give it their all. Yeah. Um, now, with with things like Morbius and oh, with things like Mar- um, with things like Morbius and all these other movies that have come out, and all the actors are like, "Oh yeah, like this is great," and and this is gonna be the best thing you've ever seen, and it comes out, and it's the worst thing you've ever seen. Um, do you at least have any doubt that it's gonna be bad? Like, do you? Well, I mean, um, do you have any doubt that it's gonna be good? Do you do you fully believe him? when he says that it's going to be good or um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, like I said, um, I'm in denial that it's going to be great, but again, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying really hard, you know, to tone down on that because um, I mean, I'm uncertainty. I'm uncertain about everything like naturally, but the time police of the Tesla kids are probably going to kick my ass for that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that being said, uh, I'm trying my best, you know, keep things, you know, not so high up, but because I know, like, you know, um, some people say it's overstated, it's welcome. I don't think that. But um, I don't know. I, I guess we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. We, we just got to, like, build anticipation because if you're hyped all the time, it can get sort of, um, you know, tiring. Like, so it's going to be great. So it's great. Uh, wait. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just need to see it for myself and let it unfold because I think it's better that way. You, you create, like, such high expectations and it doesn't live up to your expectations. I feel like that's kind of dumb. I mean, I, I don't blame people like that. That's sort of what fandoms do. But but still, I'm I'm doing my best to you know find a middle ground. You know, get excited, but you know, not not too excited. Where I set standards for a show that I have no part of other than watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get that. Um, I understand that. You know, um, but for me, 
Um, I do find it hard not to be at least a little biased or 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 influenced by the fandoms and and all the discussions that we do have online um, and even offline. You know, um, true. I do I do find myself agreeing with with people even before the episode comes out um, or even before or even before a boom um, a movie or even before a game comes out sometimes um, um, I see myself being a little bit biased or even forming my own opinion for example Halo I did not like the show even before the show came out I saw the trailer and I was like wow this is gonna be horrible you know and then the show came out and unfortunately I was right it was not that good um, I'm not gonna say it was horrible but it was not that good um, now there are some shows where I have eaten my words a lot of the time um, for example, um, for example, uh, She-Hulk, um, I didn't think that it was going to be bad, but I didn't think it was going to be great. And it turned out to be a really good show. I, I, I really liked the show, you know, hmm. um, for example, well, like, um, The Flash, um, I ate my words on that show because before it came out, everybody was saying it was going to be bad. Um, now the show was good in its first three seasons and then, and then, Everybody was right. The show did turn out to be bad um, in the later seasons, but um, you never know, you know? Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard not to have opinions. Yeah, um, it's really hard not to have opinions, you know? These future episodes of Rick and Morty could be the worst things we've ever seen. They could be the best things we've ever seen, but until we see them, we won't know. We, we will true. have no idea. Very true. Yeah. Time will only tell. Time will only tell. Well, all right, guys, um, that does it for today's episode of The Weekly Standby. I'm Cedric. I am Griffin. And this is the podcast where we talk about movies, comics, and TV shows. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you very much. And again, we apologize for like the whole sloppy, um, well, wait, what, why, why, why can't I talk? Or, well, you, oh, uh, wait, sorry, no, uh, you go. We're trying. We're trying to get back into the flow of it. We're trying and we're dying. And we, we hope you'll be patient with us. Thank you. Yep. Thank you.